trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Please contact your account representative for more information on these risks. Past performance is not indicative of future results. markets and other stuff you've come to the right place welcome to the grain markets and other stuff podcast here's your host joe vaklovic hey everybody welcome back to grain markets and other stuff thank you for joining me it is tuesday november 10th and uh, we had a heck of a day in the markets today looking at uh, december corn futures up 14 and a half cents at 422 on the close January soybeans up 36 cents at 11.46 and a half on the close. Uh, the wheat market up uh, about 10 cents in the uh, winter wheat contracts, both Chicago and Kansas City. Really a heck of a deal here following this USDA report. Thank you for uh, coming back. Thank you for subscribing. Remember, if you have not already subscribed to the podcast, um, go on any of the podcast apps out there. Apple is the most popular one, but there's a whole bunch of other ones that you can check out. And uh, make sure you subscribe so you are made available when new content is available. Remember, in addition to some of this longer form stuff that I do or, or kind of special episodes, there is um, an episode every single business day at 630 Central Time that's posted. And uh, I do it real early in the morning to kind of give you a head start on uh, what happened overnight, any overnight headlines, overnight activity, that sort of thing. So if you have not subscribed to the podcast or the YouTube channel and all this same stuff is, is on the YouTube channel streaming live, uh, make sure that you do that. I want to talk about this USDA report today. That's why we're here. Uh, that's what everybody is interested in. And uh, we'll get right into some of the numbers. Um, the thing about this report is that going into it, the trade had expected a friendly report. And I had talked about the idea that, you know, um, there was definitely some bullishness or some friendliness priced into the market ahead of the report because we were looking for a friendly report. Uh, what actually happened here was that the, the numbers were actually a lot more friendly than uh, what most people anticipated. And it's for that reason that we were able to rally on this thing. So here's some of the stuff, the, the big take home items. Um, you look at your uh, uh, corn situation here, corn yield. Uh, USDA dropped the corn yield to 175.8 from 178.4 last month. That's a drop of, what, 2.6 bushels per acre. Uh, the trade had expected the number to come in at 177.7. So um, we were looking for a decline of less than a bushel. We got 2.6. That in itself is friendly. You go down to corn production, it came in at uh, 14 point, uh 507 uh, billion bushels. And that was below the average trade guess by what, 150 million or so. And uh, it was below last month by um, a lot more than that. So uh, just in the production numbers alone, um, for corn, we had some friendly stuff. Soybean, same deal. Soybean yield, uh, 50.7 bushels per acre, um, down from 51.9. So they went down 1.2 bushels per acre in beans. And that's a big deal in beans. You know, bushel and corn's not that much. A bushel in beans is a big deal. And we were almost a full bushel below, uh, below the average trade gas in the bean yield. So just on the production side alone, without looking at supply and demand, uh, carryouts, any of that stuff, you've got some friendly numbers on your hands. Um, looking at the carryouts, I'm going to talk mostly about the U.S. here. I'll, I'll get into the world stuff just just very briefly. But uh, we've now got a corn carryout projection of 1.7 billion bushels, and uh, that's down from 2.17 
last month. That is a big, big decline. We we had a decline of of what three hundred and sixty something million bushels uh, in just one month to this carryout estimate for corn. Uh, that's very friendly, and it's it's really amazing the shift that's taken place here over the the past several months. I mean, you go back to just mid summer, early summer. People were talking three billion bushel corn carry out, three and a half billion bushels, and now we're down to one point seven. It's just it's phenomenal. The year, the calendar year twenty twenty has been uh, uh, interesting and phenomenal and noteworthy for so many reasons. And this is just another reason why it's it's so interesting. The the, the shift in in fundamentals and sentiment uh, is is really just phenomenal here. When you look at the soybeans, a hundred one hundred and ninety million bushel carry out estimate. Keep in mind these are the estimates that USDA is projecting. Uh, uh, at the end of the marketing year, which is August 31st next year. But at 190 million bushels, I mean, they cut this thing by by 100 million bushels in just one re- report. We were 290 last month. We were uh, 45 million bushels below the average trade guess. Uh, in the wheat, really nothing super noteworthy. Uh, they they made a, a very small decline to the carryout estimate. But uh, the wheat's got kind of a little bit different story that I may talk about here for a moment. So one of the the real important things here, or one of the statistics that I like to monitor when it comes to these reports is, is the stocks to use ratio. You know, as I've said before, the, the carryout numbers in themselves are just arbitrary numbers. What really matters is the correlation between how much corn or soy means we have on hand and, um, what we're, uh, going to have left over. Um, and and that's really a big deal. That's a better indicator, in my opinion, of the supply and demand situation rather than just the carryout number. So to look at the corn stocks first, um, USDA pegged the, the uh, uh, corn carryout again at 1.7 billion bushels for this new crop marketing year. That puts your stocks to use ratio down to 11.5% for the United States. The last time we were uh, at a level like this was 2013. And in 2013, you were dealing with some prices in corn that were slightly different than what we've got today. You go to 2013 and, and you had a market that traded over $5 at one point uh, early in 2014. Um, you also had some lows there at, at uh, you know, down in the low $4 range. Um, and then, and then by the middle of, of 2014, um, you know, you did have a reversion back to like that 320 type level. So I think that with this 11.5% stocks to use ratio, what this does here, at least for the moment, assuming that all these numbers are reality and this is what actually happens, I think it probably pushes your your plateau in terms of prices higher. I think that the price ranges that we see traded here are probably going to be elevated because of this. Now, could these numbers change? In the case of corn, USDA made a real aggressive adjustment to their export number. Um, that's a number that some people have talked about and said, yeah, China's bought all this corn. The number needs to go up for exports. And they did raise it significantly today, 325 million bushels. But uh, shipments of corn are not that great right now. Um, if if they don't come to fruition, could USDA be a little high here? That's possible. Could China cancel corn or soybean purchases? That's possible. And that's been a big driver of prices. So there, there's still a lot of unknowns here. And this $1.7 billion, of course, is no guarantee. But you go back essentially to this 2013-2014 timeframe that, that was essentially the last time we had this tight of a scenario in the United States. And we uh, saw some better price levels. We saw corn at $5 on the board at one point in time. Uh, to go and talk about the same thing in regard to, um, soybeans, where's my bean chart? Um, very similarly, 
So in beans, we, we've got a tighter situation. 4.2% stocks to use ratio. That's what's on paper right now. And of course, just like in corn, subject to change. Uh, anything could happen. China could cancel purchases. Um, Brazil may have a monster crop, all, all that sort of stuff. But this is, again, very similarly the tightest since 2013. Back in 2013, 2014 in beans, the low end of the price range was like 12 and a half bucks. And the high end of the price range was like north of 15 bucks. I'm not saying that's where we're going, but I'm saying that uh, if these numbers are reality, there could certainly be some precedent for it. I mean, it, it wouldn't be like absolutely nuts to think that that we could go there, or that that could happen. Um, one thing that you've got to remember is that when prices rally, uh, demand usually suffers. And we haven't really seen a whole lot of that yet because what we've seen from USDA recently is USDA simultaneously cutting supply while prices go up, while also increasing demand. It's a pretty rare uh, occasion that it works this way. But if the market, the bean market in particular right now, if it does continue to rally, you've probably got to make the assumption or, or it's at least a possibility that you see some demand uh uh, reduced. You, you see reduced demand from either processors here in the U.S., which is half your demand base, or exports, or whoever. Um, in the case of beans, you know, the Brazilian government had their report out today. They increased their projection for the Brazilian soybean crop. So that's a, another wild card we've got to look at moving forward. But just looking at these numbers from USDA on paper here today for the United States, I mean, tightest soybean situation since 2013. And, you know, we were at some, some different, different sort of prices back then. Uh, uh, to, to say the least, uh, to look at the wheat, I think the wheat's a little bit different deal because wheat, we've still got a very comfortable wheat situation, uh, 42% stocks to use ratio for the United States, which is the tightest since 2014. But in 2014, we were trying we were trading prices pretty, pretty similar to what we're seeing now. We, we may actually be kind of toward the high end of what we saw back in that time frame. Maybe you got a little bit room up room to the upside if you're if you're to compare the two and and it may be apple to orange apples to oranges here it's a different time frame it was seven eight years ago but um the wheat i would say based on the numbers alone is is not underpriced by any means it could still be overpriced wheat's got this drought situation here in the united states uh in hrw wheat country in particular which i think is is of importance um that's something you've got to pay attention to so um Wheat's a little bit different deal. You don't have the real, uh, the, you don't have the tightening stocks to use ratio. I mean, it, it is the tightest since 2014, but it's still very comfortable uh, here for the United States. Um, so I, I think that the wheat's a little bit different deal, but it's a lot easier to get the wheat to rally when you have a row crop rally in place. And and when you get the entire complex to rally, um, it, it definitely makes things a little bit easier. Hey guys, remember, if you... Um, want some help with your grain marketing, you should really check out this subscription service. Go to my website. Uh, you're looking at it on the screen right now. It's standardgrain.com. Click on grain marketing plan up here. And uh, if you go to that, it'll say uh, get Joe's grain marketing plan for $49.99 a month. And if you click subscribe, uh, it will take you to a PayPal page. And that's how I bill for these subscriptions is through PayPal. And it'll bill your credit card automatically every month. Um, uh, you can cancel it at absolutely any time. There's no commitment. You don't have to commit for a quarter for a year. You can you can cancel it at absolutely any time. And I'll let you know exactly what I'm doing um, every day of the week through my newsletter, which goes out again at, at uh, 6.30 Central Time every morning and also through a text message service. So remember to check that out. Now, to go to grain marketing, I know that this is a, a topic that um, a lot of people are interested in. Um, 
when the market's down and out and there's no profitability to be had, uh, that's a big problem for you as a grain marketer or as a farmer, right? Uh, if you can't make money, there's no way to, uh, to make the markets any better. Of course, we can't change the prices. That presents a, a big time problem for you. What's kind of interesting, and, and this has always been the case, is that these up markets, what we have here, um, these rallies that go on for weeks or for months, they present their own sort of problems for grain marketers. Um, here's one problem. I sold beans too early. I sold corn too early. Uh, can I do anything to remedy that problem? Um, another problem is, you know, should I sell now? Is, is this the top of the market or is there another $2 in the soybean market or is there another dollar in the corn market? Um, up markets like this, markets that present you with some degree of profitability, present their own problems. It's a much better set of problems. I very much prefer uh, the set of problems that up markets present um, uh, versus down markets. But it does present a set of problems. Uh, the stress of grain marketing does not go away with up markets. Um, it's It can be just as stressful to deal with up markets as it can be with down markets. But just keep in mind, this is a better problem for you to have, to, to figure out how much money you're going to make growing corn or soybeans or whatever is a better problem than can I make money or how big of a loss I'm going to take. So just keep that in mind. You know, everybody's stressed out this year for a number of reasons and uh, grain, grain marketing is not easy. We all know that. But just keep in mind that, you know, when, when you're thinking about it or, or you're stressing about it or you're worried about the situation here, you're kicking yourself over bad sales or, or whatever. Just keep in mind that this is a better problem to have than than what we had four months ago, which was a market that offered no profitability, uh, really no sign of relief. And now we've got some markets that offer us some profitability. They offer us um, an opportunity to make some money. And we hope that this continues into next year. You know, speaking of next year, December uh, 21 corn uh, closed at 405 and three quarters today. Um, really nice looking action there. November 21 beans were up 17 cents um, at 1024 and three quarters. So that would be kind of be one of the things on my radar. Another thing that I've really got to keep an eye on here are these corn spreads. You know, believe it or not, the corn spreads, or some of them at least didn't rally, still eight cents carry from Dees to March in corn. Still uh, 12 cents a carry from Dees to July in corn. That's going to be on my radar. Uh, 2021 marketing is going to be on my radar. Um, uh, what I have not marketed yet for 2020 is, is of course, on my radar when it comes to marketing. I've had a lot of questions about re-ownership um, recently, and um, that's something that has to go on a case-by-case basis. Um, one of the worst things that that I've seen uh in, in the grain marketing business and doing brokerage over the years is people losing money on the board, uh, being long the board. If you lose money on a hedge position where you're short, you're protecting the downside, that's one thing. But to lose money being long the board when you as a farmer are already so inherently long is is a big problem. And it really does not sit well with me when I see that sort of thing. So if you have questions about re-ownership, I'm not saying it's it's a bad thing, but it's not for everybody. And you've really, really, really got to understand what you're getting yourself involved in. Um, shoot me an email to info at standardgrain.com. You can comment on the uh, on the YouTube channel here or, or whatever, but uh, I'm easy to get a hold of. But if you have questions about it or, or, or you're trying to decide whether or not that's something that you should be interested in, um, by all means, 
let me know. I hope this was useful. Again, nice, friendly report from USDA uh, today. Really great looking markets. Uh, some of the best prices that we've seen in a long time. Everyone have a uh, great day today. I will talk to you in the morning. Mm-hmm.